Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. Today, I have a marvelous story, and it shows sort of someone transforming their lives in a direction that really pleases them in terms of the kind of freedom they'd like to have as an entrepreneur. And Eric lives in LA, and I was just thinking about Los Angeles because nowhere in the United States do they have a bigger 4th of July than Los Angeles. Everybody has a fireworks display, and there's these wonderful videos if you go to YouTube and you just say drone flight over Los Angeles on the 4th of July, it blows your mind. In a certain sense, I'd like you to have that fireworks in your mind as I talk about Eric. And Eric is a unique story. All stories in Strategic Coach are unique, but it just shows someone paying attention to failure as an indicator of where success lies. Really had a rough time you know, one business went out from under him because of 9-11 and another business, he had a really bad year during the 08, 09 downturn and there were, you know, family tragedies. And instead of being beaten down by this, I think this really important thing is that the universe is kind of telling you, maybe you're not doing the right thing. Maybe the occupation you've chosen isn't. So he's made a flip completely from another industry into the medical industry, but with a very specialized focus. And this um, this is what I love about long-time strategic coach clients. They're in the same industry with perhaps thousands of other entrepreneurs, but they're doing something that's just totally unique to them. And it has to do with their ideas. They have an idea of a new way to create value for your clients. And then you have a very, very special set of clients that this is appropriate for. Hi, my name's Eric Holiday. I'm the CEO of Holiday Health Group. And I also invest in several companies. I've been in coach, I think I'm going on year seven now. And it's incredible how time flies. I can think back to when I first got the information and it just kind of sat on my desk. And then now to where I can't wait to get something in the mail. I always felt like I was an entrepreneur even when I was young. When I was interviewing for companies, I told them that I was never given an allowance by my parents. And so I always had to work if I wanted something. So if I wanted my surfboard, I had to find a way to buy it. And so I started going to the neighborhood, mowing lawns, doing some yard work. And then from there, I had a paper out. That taught me a lot of discipline. But what I really liked is I liked that I was in charge of my future. And so even with my paper out, I had to you know, do all the heavy lifting. And then I went to go collect the money, you know, and if you didn't provide the best service, you know, sometimes people wouldn't answer their door. So that was a definite early training in entrepreneurship. But then, you know, I got a little sidetracked. And, you know, I got a lot of messages that I need to think about what I wanted to do when I grow up, and what kind of job and corporate ladder I wanted to climb. And so I did that. I had an advertising agency back in the 90s. And then, of course, 9-11 happened. And so then I got into the medical industry as an employee. And so I was so scared about what happened in 9-11. I thought I'd be safe, you know, and and what safer place. A lot of my doctor friends said, hey, you know, you've got to get into healthcare," And so I did. And even though I was an employee, I was in sales and business development. So that was still what I consider entrepreneurship. 
because if you don't perform, just like as an entrepreneur, if you don't provide results, then you're not going to be employed very long. And so I did that for many years, but I always had that itch. It's in my DNA that I always had these crazy ideas. I'm a vision person, and that doesn't really work that well when you're in a company or a corporate setting. And so I'm kind of pacing from the 2000s, but I had that itch. And as an entrepreneur, that's just the DNA, you know, it's something that you can't avoid. So what really changed my life was as an employee, I made a lot of money, but I wasn't in charge of my future. And that's something that really scared me. And the tax situation really scared me. So, you know, if I had expenses, there was all these rules with uh, employee expenses. And at the end of the year, when I thought I had a really good year and made a lot of money, I could have made a lot more if I was an entrepreneur or business owner. So, you know, I was really thinking about that. And then 2008, 2009 happened. So we had the Great Recession. Although I was doing really well in my company, there's a lot of other people that weren't. I saw people being laid off. I saw people that had families that had health situations and that really affected me. And then it happened to me. In 2009, my sister committed suicide. And so when that happened, it was a real eye-opener. It wasn't just about making money. It was about what impact I wanted to have in my family, in my community, and in the world. And so that was a real eye-opener. When that happened, I immediately changed everything. I said, okay, I got to change it. You know, I was doing some consulting. And the other pivotal moment is, you know, that's when the Affordable Care Act came out. So being in healthcare, that was a big deal for my industry. And I knew things were changing. And that's the only thing that is constant is change. And so, you know, I was enticed to become an employee again, which I did. And so I kind of went through this roller coaster ride, but I still had a strategy. You know, I knew that if I was going to be an employee, I wanted to make sure that it was with the top companies in healthcare. And so I got this really incredible background, just total enterprise training and experience on all aspects of healthcare, inpatient, which is in the hospitals, outpatient, home healthcare, everything. And then it finally happened. You know, I was number one, and I was doing great in the companies. But again, I had that itch that I knew I had to make the big leap. And that's where I just finally jumped. And that was, I think, in 2014. You know, I got the momentous mailing from Strategic Coach. And I finally looked at it and I said, I'm just going to book it. I'm going to go ahead and book it and see what this is all about. Because what I'm doing right now is not working. It's not all about the money. There's got to be other parts to life. I was in Beverly Hills at the Four Seasons. And now, in my table, we had Joe Polish, who I was you know, listening to on these wonderful podcasts with Dan. And Babs was at my table. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I just like literally died and went to entrepreneur heaven. And immediately, you know, I just handed them over all the information they needed. They gave me a whole bag of goodies, all these books and stuff. And, you know, I'll never look back to that moment. And so I think uh, my first coach session was 2015. I finally was in charge of my future. And If it worked, great. And if it didn't, I can pivot. But it was the first time I really felt that I had freedom. That was really important to me. That's actually the most important thing for me in all aspects of my life is having freedom. Freedom, you know, to work with the people I want to work with, to identify the purposes of my life, to do all these things are really important. And then, you know, it's never really about the money. The money comes when you do that. That was a momentous change that all kind of really was triggered by I'm not going to look back. It started with that great recession, my sister, and how that affected me personally, my family, and just the way I I lived my life, you know, all the relationships I used to have and the way that I used to approach things. 
completely changed from that moment. And then the next major thing was really diving into entrepreneurship and really jumping off that cliff. And I'll, I'll never look at that moment as a moment that was not really a defining moment in my life. You know, it was something that I just couldn't escape. It was there and I had to go for it. I was always wondering, like, why is it that I'm working harder than someone else, yet I'm not as happy as other people, I'm not as fulfilled, there's something missing. And that's when, you know, luckily being in healthcare, I have a lot of resources, you know, we have a lot of relationships with decision makers and C-suite, and a lot of researchers, and scientists and doctors and nurses, you know, I found out something incredibly interesting. And that is that the people that usually suffer are the ones that are working from the conscious level of mind. And this is all been proven, you know, our conscious mind can only process 40 to 60 bits of information per second. So if you think about that, if you compare our conscious mind, I can't have this conversation with you right now, and I can't ride a bike, and I can't bake a cake. I can only do one or two things, and that's it. Otherwise, it's going to be a mess. Yet, nobody taught us in school that, you know, there's another way, a much more efficient, effective way to work with our mind rather than just the conscious mind. And so I was really ruminating on that. I started diving with our team into research. It was really fascinating. You know, we were going to launch a project with, with clinicians who are doctors and nurses in healthcare around burnout because they were really stressed out. And that impacted the patient care and then it impacted everything. And so, you know, you can just imagine a lot of doctors don't even look at their patients. They're looking at a computer screen because of all the changes we had from the Affordable Care Act. And so that created a lot of stress for patients and families because if their doctor can't even give them the proper bedside manner and look at them in the eyes and tell them, you know, what's going on, then it just created a lot of issues. And also just for them personally, you know, being stressed out and burnt out, there's no way to live your life. And so we were going to launch that. And then, of course, we had 2020 happen. And so that was a major pivot. So because we didn't have access to healthcare workers, we pivoted to entrepreneurs and investors. And through the research we had, we showed them that your subconscious mind can process 400 billion bits of information per second. And then we dove into some other science research about the superconscious. And so, you know, as I mentioned, we have access to research with autistic children, with older populations and Alzheimer's. And we took a look at what tools they were using. And we basically combined that with our own methodology one major, major insight we had in our research that we didn't see out there is that, you know, our entire world is based on law. And it needs to be that way because otherwise there would be chaos. And before there's a law, there's a contract. And so we said, well, if there's laws in the world, there's contracts and you have to have a contract because, you know, then there won't be order, there won't be business basically or anything, then would the mind act similarly? And we said, well, let's go into our research. And we had an early adopter group we worked with last year. And, you know, it was fascinating. People that had issues that were financial issues, it was mental health related issues. And when I say mental health, I mean, you know, it starts with stress, you know, and then from there on, if somebody needs something a little more acute, then we always recommend that they go see a professional. But, you know, there's a lot of talk about mental health nowadays and a lot of that being you know, thinking about your mind and how that affects you. And so in that group, we found that when we taught these participants how to access their subconscious mind, the results were impressive. We were working on some M&A events in healthcare because that was a huge shift going from 
face-to-face interactions to now all remote telehealth, basically, telehealth, telemed. And, you know, the ability for these people in the group to transform their lives was fascinating. So that was, I kind of went around in a tangent, but it was really important because that now is one of the fundamental ways that I work personally and I work with others and our, our team and then our clients is how to access their subconscious mind for immediate and sustained results. Our minds are a computer. So if you were to buy, let's say you go to the Apple store and you buy a computer, a MacBook Pro, let's say, and you ask the MacBook Pro, you know, what should I have for dinner today? You know, how do I solve this business problem? It's not going to talk back to you because the computer needs to be programmed. Just like, you know, you have programmers that program their computers. So once we identify that the mind works as a computer, yet we're constantly frustrating ourselves because we're asking the computer for answers that it doesn't have answers to. So one of the big things, you know, about coach is you have to give your mind instructions. You have to direct it specifically in order to get a specific output. The reason that people in our programming community are experiencing a lot of happiness, joy, financial returns, all that is because they're consciously directing their mind. So they're using the conscious mind properly. And then the subconscious is then responding in the appropriate way. We have to make goals because we have to direct the mind. But every time we make a goal, the other side of that coin is resistance. And a lot of people run away from resistance. They avoid it, which causes more resistance. But resistance isn't to be avoided. It's to be resolved. And so that's another thing that you know, we found was we welcome resistance because when you welcome it and you confront it with courage, as we say in our group, then you're able to process it. You're able to release on what that resistance is there because our mind also has safety mechanisms. So if you want to have a big goal in your life, the mind thinks it's unsafe. And so the resistance is the proper use of the computer, which is the hold you back, make you evaluate before you take that leap prehistoric days, you know, you were too risky without kind of that pullback, that resistance, and you can get eaten by, you know, a dinosaur or an animal or something. (laughs) So yeah, I definitely approach everything differently now, knowing how the mind works. I'm very thankful to the program that there was a place where crazy visioneers like myself aren't so crazy, you know, where we can talk about our thoughts, concepts, ideas, philosophies, and they're not only embraced, But, you know, we can further that, like, what's the next step we're going to take with this rather than just letting it sit on the shelf. So, no, I'm just excited to be a part of the program. I'm always happy to share my personal transformations. And my favorite things about the program is the four freedoms. And so that is freedom of purpose, freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationships. And I mean, I've been so blessed, you know, being in the program and now working with you know, my subconscious and the superconscious is, you know, spirituality, whatever the person's personal spirituality is. And so once you are aligned with your conscious mind, directing your subconscious, and then requesting, you know, from your superconscious, all these wisdom, insights, transformations, life just becomes amazing. It becomes every single day can be full of just wisdom, insights, things can happen seemingly out of nowhere. So whether that's financially, you know, for some people, spiritually, for others, health-wise, that's another thing is that 
you know, a lot of our health incidents are created from our contracts, these very powerful contracts that we created at a young age. And so once we're aligned, the pain or some of these episodes that we experience no longer have to teach us. We can already tell our mind that, okay, we've gotten the wisdom, we've gotten the teaching from this, and now we don't need to experience that pain. The thing that I like about this, because I've actually been doing a lot of reading on this, focusing in on what I think is going to be the biggest breakthrough of the 21st century, and that is our understanding of how our brain actually works. Okay. And he gets introduced to people to help them by the fact that they suffer from burnout and thinking that if you work harder and you work longer, that's going to be the key to your success. And it's only true for the early part of your career. I mean, I never talk to people much about what they do during their first two or three years as an entrepreneur. And the reason is that I haven't seen any other solution to getting solid ground under your feet as an entrepreneur, except working really, really hard first two or three years, okay? Because you don't even know the business. You don't know the marketplace. You don't know what the yearly cycle looks like. You don't know your cash flow cycles. And so we have a requirement that people have three years in the marketplace somewhere, not necessarily what they're doing, but they have three years because there's just certain things that are just going to require hard work. They're going to require hours that are longer than normal. The thing is, though, that after about three years, you want to stop doing that. Okay, and this is where concepts like the self-managing company, unique ability, both for yourself and your team, unique ability, teamwork. But our biggest breakthrough in the last two years of the program is who, not how. So that once you understand what you love doing and what you're really good at and who the best client and customer is for you, then you stop doing most of the hows. And you're the who, who is the best who, to develop the best clients, the best customers, to create the best new solutions. And then you surround yourself by other house. And this blue ribbon time for Eric, because I think he's done a fantastic job. I just want to shout out to Eric, and I hope that Eric's story really, really transformatively useful to you. 